Life Action Ministries presents Base Camp Adventures. So, when are they coming, Joe? Five o'clock. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to say. I don't even know if he'll listen. And he said he had something he wanted to talk about. What if he wants to get even more aggressive against me? And, and then... Joe, don't borrow trouble. Wait until all the eggs hatch before you start counting the rotten ones. He did have a paper for you to sign. He just agreed to meet so quickly. And last time I spoke with him, he didn't just want to hurt me. He wanted to hurt me and everybody else around me that I care about by closing down this camp. Are you going to be worrying about this all day? Well, yeah. Until five o'clock, anyway. Mountain Man Jack, I need your help. Mountain Man Jack, it's awful, just awful. Sue? What's going on? Oh, I- I'm sorry. Am I interrupting something? You you two look like you're just talking about something very serious. It's serious, but it sounds like you've got something important that needs some attention. Well, s- sort of, yes. I-, I mean... Sue, if something's wrong, I want to know about it. I don't want to interrupt you two. Well, it's kind of too late for that. I know, but maybe I can get some help from someone else. Sue, we're here, we're listening, but we can't help unless you tell us. Right. Well, after last night's rain, the path leading up to the camping clearing washed out. I've never seen anything like it. It's really bad. Completely blocked the path. Hmm. We got a group heading up there this afternoon, don't we? Sure do. Where? Can they hike around it? It's by the North Bend. Over by the North Bend? Isn't that where I went off the trail a while back? I tripped and fell into some poison ivy. Oh, by the time I realized I was itching because of poison ivy, I had itches up and down my legs, all over my neck, behind my ears, and both armpits. I even got it on that spot on your back. You know the spot. That you can't ever reach, don't matter how hard you're trying, over the shoulder or around the side. You know the spot? I know the spot. I don't know what you mean. You know, right, right between your shoulder blades. You mean, uh, here? No, more like... Here. See? Well, I can reach that spot. See? No, not the spot I'm touching on my back. If I can touch it, I can scratch it. It's the spot I'm pointing at. Oh, I can totally reach that spot. See? Wow, that's impressive. I have flexible shoulders. I wish I did. I'd love to be able to scratch my back so easily. Okay. I think we have bigger problems than the spot on your back that can't get itched. Right. So there's a lot of poison ivy in that area. Well, only one thing for us to do. Right. Cancel the group. Dig out the path. Right. Dig out the path. I meant dig out the path, of course. Why would I say cancel the group when a better idea would be to dig out the path? I want to see the mudslide. Might be it's too big to take care of today. Canceling the camp out up there might be the right call, Sue. I'll grab some shovels. Joe, get into some work clothes. Both of you, meet me at the trailhead. We had till 5 o'clock. In the meantime, let's do some physical labor. It'll take your mind off things, Joe. Sue, you weren't kidding. The trail's completely blocked. Yep, and and this is the place where I fell into the poison ivy right over there. Just being here makes me itch. Right in the place on my back that I can't reach. Let's start digging. Nothing takes the mind off imaginary itches like the sweat that comes from good old-fashioned grunt work. Actually, sweat makes my skin itch even more sometimes. You think we can clear it out in time for the group? It'll be sloppy, but I think we can make it manageable. Better question is if it'll wash out again afterward. Good question. I'm looking up there where it came down, and it don't look like there's any more mud to slide. Think you're right. Let's clear this out. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. 
wrong, Jack. This isn't taking my mind off things. I'm worrying and shoveling instead of just worrying. Joe, believe me, I understand. Remember when I came home for the first time after I left? That was quite a day. I was feeling just like you. But like I said, ain't nothing to it but to do it. You make it sound so easy. It is easier said than done. Mountain Jack, what are you talking about? We're just continuing our conversation from before. The one I interrupted? The one you interrupted. You see, Sue, Alexander Belmont, you know, the guy who came here and like was going to sue me and stuff. You see, Sue, Alexander Belmont used to be a close friend of mine. I made a mistake. A bad one. A really bad one. It hurt him, and then I ran away. And now he's caught up with me, and so has the wrong that I did. And now you're meeting together at five o'clock. Yep. And I feel like a wimpy cowboy in a black and white western waiting for the train to come that's carrying all the bad guys. <sighs> the clock is ticking, and I just don't know what to do. I think you do. I'm confused. I have to explain myself to Alexander. You know, explain that it was a mistake and hope that he accepts it. See, Joe? There's your hang-up. If you do that, then no wonder you're worried. Because you're turning it into a task, trying to cover up what you've done wrong in reasons and excuses. That's the way our family did things, I'll admit. But it doesn't take care of the root of the problem. That's part of why I left home. You left home? It's a part of my life I'm not exactly proud of. So, what happened? (sighs) Okay, Sue, I'll tell you my story. And maybe, Joe, it'll lend you some courage. And it'll help us pass the time while we dig. Growing up, our family was wealthy. Wealthy? Try filthy rich. Sure. Okay. Filthy rich. You see, my granddad got in early on some oil fields in Texas and bought out some other oil fields. And our family became an oil dynasty decades ago. When Pa took over from granddad, there was already more money than anyone knew what to do with. Yes. More money than anyone knew what to do with. That's a great description. And as soon as I was born, the plan was for me to take over for Pa someday. I believe Ma and Pa love me. I truly do. But I don't know if they ever learned how to express it. Open your Christmas gift, Jackson. Oh, boy! Oh, wait, it's a change box for me. Oh, man, it's a commando jump truck. But on the news they said they sold out of these guys. On the first day they came out. I had one of my men track down a family who bought it on the day it was released. We made them a fair offer. What do you mean? You got the toy you wanted for Christmas, and they're now able to buy their children braces. Waste tank? You got me waste tank! That family didn't want to give up their toy, but uh, the offer of a new van convinced them. That family let it go for 50 bucks. How many of those robot toys did you get? All of them. Moto Bikeatron and Moto Bolatron. The evil connecting twins? Both of them? Oh, yeah! Those were more tricky to find, but one of my men tracked them down to Japan. At five years old, they sent me to a boarding school. This school's the best in the country, son. You'll find this will be a solid foundation for you when you take over the family business. Okay, Bob. Now, go make me proud. Driver, you know where you're going? I have the directions right here, sir. Bye, Pa. Goodbye, son. Have a wonderful day. Don't eat any paste. at boarding school meant I lived at a school far away from my parents and only saw them on holidays. But there were some other times when I got to see them. Hello? Hello! 
This isn't Nita Anderson from the Houston School for the Young and Gifted. I need to talk to you about your son, Jackson. What's wrong? Is he sick? Hardly. But he got into our crafting closet and took all the glitter and put it in the other boy's shampoo. The entire kindergarten and first grade has sparkly hair. His father and I will be right there. When I would act up, they usually had to come and talk to the people in charge of the school. And that meant I could see them. Unfortunately, this only worked for a while. Hello? Hello. This is Anita Anderson from the Houston School for the Young and Gifted. I need to talk to you about your son, Jackson. What's he done this time? This time? This time he turned off the fountain and drained all the water from it. Oh. Can't you just turn it back on? Well, he took care of that. You see, he also stole all the pudding cups from the kitchen and filled the fountain with them. Now our statue of cute little Cupid is spitting chocolate pudding all over the main gate. His father and I will be right there. Please. But this time, it's to pick him up. We have put up with his shenanigans for kindergarten and now first grade. But he will not be returning to the Houston School for the Young and Gifted. Getting kicked out of school had advantages. I got to come home until they found another school for me. And then I'd find myself heading out to yet another boarding school. Hello? Hello. This is Mrs. Abernathy from the Austin City Academy of America's Future. I'm sorry to call you so late, but... What's he done? He's let all of the frogs in our science lab free. We'll pay for them. Indeed, but it's not as simple as that. He's let the lab mice free as well. We'll pay for them, too. Hmm, yes, yes you will. But it's not as simple as that. Um, he also released the school mascot, Queen Mimi, the Austin City Academy of America's future, Llama. How much does a llama cost? The llama does not need to be replaced. Oh. Good. However, your son set them all free in the headmaster's room. We are still finding frogs in his closets, mice in his cupboards, and cleaning up llama drool on the couch cushions. We'll find the headmaster some new cushions, too. No, you'll find your son a new school. Have a nice day. Whatever school I went to, whenever I caused a problem, mother and father fixed it with money. Until the school thought it wasn't worth it anymore. And then... Off to another school. Hello? This is Mary Elizabeth Annabelle Templeton Smith calling from Daytona boarding school for gifted but troubled students. What did Jack do this time? He clogged all the toilets on the third floor with toilet paper and then convinced the entire fourth grade to flush them all at the same time during lunch break. Every classroom on the second floor was drenched. <sighs> we'll pay for any damage done. And... You'll pick up your son by noon tomorrow. Hello. This is Samantha Pepperpot from the Santa Fe School of Second Chances. This is Carl Carlton from the Washington, D.C. Reform Academy, and I'm calling about your son, Jackson. What's Jackson done this time? This is Natasha Borshnikov from the Kingston School for Boys. This is Marshall Edwards from the London School of Wayward Wealthy Children. Your son. Your son. Your son. We'll pay for the damages, of course. We have until noon on Thursday to come and get him. Through a possum into my bathtub. Jackson will not be returning to our school after the Christmas break. His father and I will be right there. How many boarding schools did you go to? From kindergarten to ninth grade? I think it was ten. You really flooded a school with toilet water? Well, it was the clean water that comes when you flush, and it wasn't the whole school. And I just went to two schools, the Houston School for the Young and the Gifted and then the Northward School of Business. Wait, 
Isn't your last name Northwood? Sure is. Pa started the school after Jack got kicked out of so many other schools. <laughs> Figured Jack couldn't get kicked out of a school we owned. I told you. Any problem that came up, Ma and Pa just threw money at it to fix it. I was taken out of the Houston school for Young and the Gifted after they opened up Northward. Why send me to a school when they could just have me in their own, right? As a teenager, I got in more trouble. But that was a different kind of trouble. Before they started Northward, my trouble was mischievous. Still wrong, but I wasn't trying to hurt anyone. I was just trying to have fun, make people laugh and get attention. I was doing it all in the wrong way. I may not have hurt people physically, but I caused them a lot of trouble. That all changed one night when I was 16. Oh, no! Ma'am, is this your son? He is, officer. Why is he in handcuffs? Your son was driving his car down Nuevo Road in an unsafe manner at an unsafe speed. We think he may have been racing, but we didn't see another car. That's because I was so far ahead of him. Thank you, officer. We'll take it from here. And I will continue to. You're just doing your job and we appreciate it. And we're sorry our son has made it more difficult for you. Thank you for bringing him here. Jackson, what do you think you were doing? I can't fix this. Maybe I don't want you to. Jackson, you could have hurt someone. But I didn't hurt anybody in... You're... You're right. I'm sorry. You're just lucky I'm on good terms with the sheriff. I can't make this go away. But maybe I can make it go a little easier on you. I had my license suspended and Pa worked out some community service for me. It was the first time I'd ever been put to work. Real work. And I have to say, going out and cleaning up some of the parks, it felt good. You ever see a cat stretching out after a nap in the sun? That's how I felt those 13 days when I was out serving my punishment. But I still hadn't learned my lesson. I got in more trouble that year. And then, one night that summer, I learned another lesson. It started at my best friend, Louis Cranston's house. They lived just across the street from my parents' estate. Hey, Louie, I'm bored. You got anything fun to do around here? Nah, my car's in the shop still from when you drove it into that pond, Jackie boy. Sorry, man. I really thought I could take that turn. Well, they got it running, but it reeks like fish water. I don't know if that smell will ever come out. Why didn't your parents just accept the new car from my parents? I don't know. It's got sentimental value or something. It belonged to my mom's dad or something like that. Hey, you want to go shoot some hoops by the barn? The barn? Wait. Do your parents still have fireworks left over from the 4th of July in the barn? I don't know. Let's check. No, I mean, I do know. They have some left over. A bunch. I just don't know if that's a good idea. Come on. They're not home. It's more exciting than basketball. But... Come on, Louis. Let's go. All right. There they are. Let's just take a few. Not enough that they'll notice. Maybe six? Oh, this is a bad idea. Louie, we're 17. We're practically adults. What are you worried about? Come on. I'll do this one first. You do that one. Yeah! Now! Jack, it's flying right towards the barn! Oh, no! The barn's on fire! No! Not the house! We need to call 911. My house is on fire. We can't go in there. Winston, 
The Cranstons are having another fireworks display. They really do need to stop. It's nearly August already. They seem to be shooting off the whole kid and caboodle in one night. Finally. I was getting tired of them sending off a few every other night. Jackson? We need to call 911. What are you talking about? The Cranston's house is on fire! The barn was lost. The fire destroyed their garage and part of their kitchen. Their living room had a fair helping of smoke and water damage, but the rest of the house was fit to be lived in. My pa was fit to be tied. This one cost us, Jack, and cost us good. You're lucky they didn't press charges. They're letting me pay for the damages, and they're getting a significantly bigger barn and garage out of the deal, and brand new appliances for the kitchen. But I've covered it for you. Oh, yes, just like I've always done. I just don't know what I'm going to do with you. That's the problem, pa. You don't know what to do with me. You never have. I'm just a problem that you have to solve, and your answer is always money. I have fixed everything for you that you've done wrong. Everything. No, Pa, you haven't. You've just covered it up. I didn't know why, but that day I knew it was all wrong. But I also didn't know what was right. I didn't get in trouble again the rest of the summer, and I went back to school the next school year, until I turned 18, when I made a decision that made Pa angrier than a queen bee at a Bears family reunion picnic. No, absolutely not. I say I forbid it. You can't stop me. I'm doing it. I'm leaving. For good. And before you say that if I leave, you'll cut me off from the fortune, I don't want anything to do with your fortune. I don't want anything to do with this family. I can't stand the way you live your life. I can't stand the way I live my life. I'm getting out. But what will you do? I'm joining the army. This lifestyle of the rich and famous we're living is no longer for me. I don't think it ever was. Jackson, please don't go. When will we see you again? I don't know, Ma. I just don't know. He's... He's gone. That boy never appreciated what we gave him. And now, he's thrown it all away. I walked into town that morning and asked Polly Robinson, who ran Polly's Pizza Place on Main Street for a job. We ain't hiring, he said. Just need a job for today, I said, to get enough money to get bus fare for tomorrow. Polly agreed, and I got the first dollar I ever earned in my life that day. Took the bus to the Army recruiting station the next town over, and quick as a tick, I was in the Army. Just like that? Well, more or less. I mean, a skunk can paint himself orange, but that don't make him a tabby cat. Mm. They were concerned about my troublemaking past. But... They were also impressed by how genuinely I wanted to make a change. Making the change wasn't easy. Never is. Remember, until then, I'd never had to do anything for myself. Our parents hired people to take care of us and bought everything we needed. I was forced to learn discipline in my habits and in my mind. Whose bunk is this? Mine, Sarge! This is a disaster! There's more wrinkles on this bunk than my Aunt Ida's pet bulldog! Drop and give me 20. Yes, sir. One, two, And I three. also found my body getting more and more into shape. Those years in the Army took care of my mind and my body, which was good, but there was still a part of me that needed to be disciplined and developed. Soul, right? Mind, body, and soul? Sort of. Human beings need balanced development. I always think of when the Bible describes Jesus growing up in Luke. It says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Joining the Army helped me grow in wisdom as I learned skills and discipline and the like. It also helped me to grow in stature as my body grew stronger and more fit. But my relationship with God and man? 
Those still needed work. Lots of work. Wow. I never thought your life was like this. I just figured before you became Mountain Man Jack, you were Mountain Boy Jack. Maybe growing up raising mountain goats or something. No. It was still a long time after I joined the army before I became a mountain man. I was very good at what I did in the army. And I made a good friend and together we... Well, that's another story for another day. But he was the first Christian friend I'd had. Because of him, when I finished the army, I finally met Christ. Seriously? I mean, I always imagined when little mountain boy Jack was raising those mountain goats, he was reading the scripture by the gentle stream or something. (laughs) Sorry to ruin that image. After I left the army and met Jesus, there was some time when I was Mountain Man Jack before we opened base camp. But Joe was still at home. Yep, learning about the business world. I got involved in the family business like Ma and Pa hoped for me. And I was good at it. All I had to do was help our family not lose money, make more money, and then sit back and let other people do the work for us. I enjoyed the work I did. I really did. As for me, well, it had been years since I had any contact with Ma, Pa, and Joe. I was living in the mountains, learning about nature, learning about God, learning about myself. One night, I was camping, out near where we have the camping clearing, now that I think of it. I was sitting next to the fire, under the stars, reading my Bible by the firelight, and praying. I'd been reading in Matthew, studying the Sermon on the Mount. I was taking it morsel by morsel. I thought it was just a clever Bible study, studying the Sermon on the Mount while I was camping on the mountain. Cute, right? But that night, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Hmm. 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 Father, thanks for this wonderful world you created. Thanks for the warmth of this fire. Thanks for giving me this spot to look up at your stars. Thank you for giving me this time with you. Thanks for giving me your word and using it to draw me to you and make me more like you. And I... Thanks. I mean, what am I supposed to do with this, God? Why is this verse sticking in my head? Are you trying to tell me something? Be reconciled to your brother. I don't understand. I basically live out here alone. I don't have anyone out here who... Oh. You can't mean my family, can you? That was before I knew you. I was a different person back then. They don't know me. They don't know you either. Do you... Really want me to do this? I I need to do this, don't I? I packed up the next morning and caught the next bus home. In town, I stopped by Polly's Pizza Place first. I remember being amazed it was still open after all those years. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know what I was supposed to say. But while I was sitting in Polly's, waiting for one of those giant slices of pepperoni pizza, I heard a voice. Jackson? Jackie boy? Well, Louie! As I live and breathe, it is you! <laughs> How long's it been? A dog's age and a half. Man, I barely recognize you with that beard and the clothes. Well, I mean, it was your eyes that helped me recognize you. Steely, but kind. You know, that's uh, actually why my mom and pop let me hang out with you. Mom said you were trouble, but that you had kind eyes. And that there was more to you than the trouble you got into. Well, at least until... Until I burned down half your house. And all of your barn? Yeah, that soured her opinion of you a little bit. Understandable. You know, Louie, I never did apologize to you. 
That puts you in a really bad spot. You see, I came home to make things right with my family. But I figure I can start with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the house, sure, and the barn. But I'm more sorry that I pulled you into my troubles. Could... Could you ever forgive me? Oh man, of course I forgive you. And just for the record, you didn't make me do nothing. I made my own bad choices. But I sure do appreciate your apology. I wish I'd been a better influence for you. I always felt bad after you left. Like, maybe I could have done more. Thank you, Louie. Now I just need to go talk to my parents. I'm about as excited as a duck in the desert. I don't know what to say to them. Just go ahead and tell them. Like you told me. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Know what I mean? <laughs> Ain't nothing to it but to do it, eh? It's what my gramps used to say. Anyway, I'll pray for you, okay, Jackie boy? Pray for me? You a believer, Louie? He is risen indeed, Jackie boy. Risen indeed. Well, what do you know about that? So, armed with a bit of courage and encouragement that Louie gave me, I went home. Hello? Oh, sir, uh, this is a private residence, and I believe Hey, Joe. It's Ma or Pa home? Wait a second. Joe, it's me. Jackson? Well, come here! Hey, Joseph. Long time no see, eh? Jackson? What? What? Look at you! You look like a squirrel built a house on your face while you were sleeping. Well, Ma, I was camping, and, and I hopped on a bus before getting a proper cleaning and came here. You remind me of your grandfather. Martha, who's there? Jackson? Ma? Pa? Joe? I have to talk to you. All of you. Uh, come in, Jackson. Come in. I go by Jack these days. They call me Mountain Man Jack back at Mount Eternity, where I've been living. Uh, I can see why, <laughs> uh, Jackson. It was a long conversation. We talked into the evening. Finally, Ma, Pa, when I was a kid, y'all covered up all my wrongs by paying to fix things or paying to hide things or paying to make people leave us alone. But here's the thing. That's not how justice works. That's not how God works. That's not how God wants us to work. You can't cover up a wrong and hope it'll go away. If you've done something wrong, you got to own up to it. you got to admit it. you got to ask forgiveness. Sometimes you gotta pay a price, yes, and there are consequences to our actions. But you gotta seek forgiveness. And you want us to beg forgiveness for all the things we've done wrong to you? No, no. I came back here to beg you for forgiveness for all the things I've done wrong to you. For all the problems I caused you. For all the repairs I caused you to pay for. And most of all for leaving you and cutting you off without letting you know where I was going or what I was doing. For not honoring you as my pa... And Ma, like the Bible says. I... I don't know what to say. <sighs> it did not go well. Pa got angry. Ma got quiet. I left again, promising to continue communicating with them and praying that our relationship would be healed. I'd grown in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God. Now, I was finally growing in favor with man, starting with my family. I was really impacted by Jack's confession. After that, Jack and I started talking more, and, and that's how I got to know who Jesus was. After I started following Jesus myself, 
I also decided to leave the lifestyle of luxury. I came here and helped Jack purchase a property to buy a base camp. He runs a camp, and I use my experience from working the family business to take care of the money and insurance and all that kind of stuff. I'm still hopeful that one day our relationship will heal. But it's like this mudslide. One shovel of dirt didn't clear it away. It took us all afternoon and a lot of work to clear it. I think that's what it's going to take with them. All afternoon? What time is it? 4.15. Just enough time to get back. There he is. Well, you better go talk to him. What are you going to do? I'm going to do just like Jack did. Admit my wrongs, ask forgiveness, hope he listens. We'll worry about that other stuff later. Joseph. Alexander. So, who talks first? You talk first, I talk first. Can I? You called me, sure. Listen, I've spent all this time running away from what I did to you. Making excuses that it wasn't my fault, or, or whatever. But here's the bottom line. I did something, and it hurt you. I wronged you, and, and then I handled it wrong, and then I made it even worse. And, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I would like to ask you to forgive me, please. Wow. I feel like you may have stolen that speech from me. Now, I didn't steal nothing. Wait, what? Joseph, I've held a grudge against you. I've tried to get revenge... I've tried to hurt you back. And, well, I'm sorry. And I want to ask your forgiveness, too. I was a fool. Me, too. Yeah, you were. But I was worse. Maybe. Let's just leave it at this. We were both bad. I forgive you, Joe. In fact, I decided to forgive you before you even asked me to. Thank you, Alexander. I forgive you, too. Oh, that's so nice. It's like a happy ending. It is, Sue. It is. Where are you going? I think I'll start a list. A list? Yeah, of all the people I've wronged to. At least the ones I haven't gone back to, you know, and made things right. You see, I've got some situations that need this kind of happy ending with some of my friends back home. That's not a bad idea, Sue. Not a bad idea at all. Acts 24, 16b says, I always try to maintain a clear conscience before God and all people. It can be hard or scary to go back to someone we've wronged and ask for forgiveness, but that's what the Bible tells us to do, and that's exactly what Mountain Man Jack did when he was younger. Can you think of anything you've done that hurt someone that you need to ask forgiveness for? If you can, I hope you'll follow Mountain Man Jack's example and finally, Mountain Man Joe's. Well, that's all for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more fun from the world of Basecamp, ask a parent and check out our website at lifeaction.org Basecamp, where you can find free coloring pages, additional audio dramas, and more. Mountain Man Begins was written by Ben Avery. It was directed by Evan David, who provided sound design along with Hugh Duncan, Phil Krause, Tom Mathis, and John Reford. Our vocal talent included... Doug Avery, Elaine Canfield, Nathan Cowles, Evan David, Matt Fredericks, Melissa Hankins, Rich Lee, Tom Mathis, Aaron Paulus, 
Ben Slink, and Alyssa Thompson. Our executive producer was Aaron Paulus, and I'm Megan, hoping you'll join us next time for another Base Camp adventure.